Welcome to The Gathering Place with Blessed Is She. I'm Jenna Gizar. And I'm Beth Davis. Pull up a chair and grab a drink. Or you could just keep doing what you're doing. Pull up a chair in your heart. (laughs) Come chat with us about Jesus, prayer, community, and life. So let's get started. Hey. Hi, Shannon. Hi, Beth. Hi, Jenna. How are you doing? Um, I'm doing pretty good. Praying my baby stays asleep for 20 minutes. He will. We're agreeing with you. In In the name of Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Shannon, I'm so happy to have you on today just because I want to talk to you all the time. But also just I am excited about our topic for today. I think it's going to be fun and I'm excited to hear your guys' answers. Totally. Yeah, I'm curious about y'all's too. Beth, do you want to intro it? Yeah, we'd love to just have a conversation with you, Shannon, about what keeps you in the church, what keeps you Catholic. And um, if anybody follows Blessed Is She and is lucky enough to read some of what you write, they're probably familiar with the fact that you're a convert. So do you just want to introduce mm-hmm. yourself? Yeah. A little bit about yourself? Yeah, definitely. Um, so I'm Shannon Evans, and I entered the church, let's see, four Easter's ago. So just had my church anniversary. Wow. <laughs> I don't know. Woo-hoo. Yeah. I yeah, didn't four realize years. It, was, it was four years ago. I want to say only four years ago. Yeah. You're like a Catholic guru to me. <laughs> That's laughable. I don't know. I think I was a Catholic for like less than a year when I started writing yeah. Blessed Is She, which is really fun. That's know. amazing. So cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and before that, let's see. So I was raised Baptist. My dad was a Baptist pastor, theologian. And then my husband and I met in college at a non-denominational charismatic evangelical church. So we were like mostly formed, I would say, in theology and discipleship there. And then kind of went through a crisis of faith in a way and spent a couple of years discerning Catholicism and ended up coming into the church together. And then our we had two kids at the time and they were baptized a few months after we were confirmed. So it was a fun year for our family. That is so amazing. I want to have a whole episode just on you talking about your learning more about Catholicism and coming into the faith. Yeah. I just love, I love stories like that. I don't know why. I feel like most people do. Right. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I feel like it's special to like, have spouses do it together. Cause a lot of times like yeah. one will already be Catholic and yeah, there's even like some circumstances where only one person enters the church and the other is supportive, but doesn't enter, you know? And so yeah. it's just, it's fun that we were able to do it together. It's a special story to me for sure. And I think with just how deeply involved you were, I mean, you were in mission yeah, and then to make, you know, to, to undertake that journey of discerning into the church and mm-hmm. then, you'd almost have to come in together. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Like, and I mean, it was, he was the one who kind of initiated it. And like you said, you mentioned that we were missionaries and I had left that part out. So we had, yeah, we were like in the deep end of the pool. (laughs) We were missionaries in Southeast Asia. And I remember one day my husband was like, do you think that we would ever become Catholic? And I was, I literally laughed. It was like, no. (laughs) (laughs) So I like knew nothing about it except for the stereotypes that Protestants think, you know? So yeah, it's, it was a, it was a crazy journey for sure. That's so amazing. So I guess something that I've wondered about people who come into the church, which I know each of you is totally different, have your own stories and sure. Um, 
But is there ever moments where you think, oh, we made the wrong decision or? No, I don't think so. It was, it was more about like family relationships, being the only Catholics essentially on either side of our families. I think he has one aunt <laughs> who is Catholic, but so I think that was the hardest part. And so the first year or two, it was like, oh, this is really uncomfortable because mm. we could tell everybody was trying to figure out if how different we were going to be, <laughs> you know, if we were suddenly yeah. going to start praying to Mary in the middle of Thanksgiving dinner or something. You know? <laughs> <laughs> um, but so like, as, as time has gone on, and it's kind of like, oh, we really haven't changed. We still love Jesus. You know, we have more in common than we have differences. And so I think that's helped a lot. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Cool. So I think typically when you're talking to converts, the question on everybody's mind is what brought you into the church. But now you're four years into the journey. I'm really interested mm-hmm. to know, have those reasons changed or evolved or deepened? And so what now keeps you in the church? Mm, yeah. I love that question. Because yeah, I think for me, you guys are both, you're both cradle Catholics, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. Yeah. For me, it has changed a little bit. And so it's fun. I usually do get asked what made you decide to enter the church. I do get asked that a lot. But so I don't really often get to think about like what keeps me there. And I do think it is a little bit different just as like in any dynamic or any relationship, it's going to evolve over time. You know, so my relationship with the Catholic church is different now than when I, you know, was confirmed at the Easter vigil four years ago. But some things are the same. Like you guys know, the social teaching of the church is like, I am just so thankful that we have it because like Protestants don't have that. And my friends, my Protestant friends are like, you're so lucky that you have this compendium of social teaching where everybody can just go to it and find out. I mean, essentially like find out what we believe as, as a community, right. About the social um, web that we're in and like how to navigate it. And, you know, of course people will kind of come to different, conclusions or like different ways that they want to respond or feel led to respond. But I love that, that we have something central to all come back to. And that's agreed upon. And that was not just the companion of itself, but the way I saw it lived out was something that definitely drew me to the church and is for sure one of the elements that makes me love it so much. Definitely. Was that a person, Shannon? You said you were drawn to the way that it was lived out. Yeah. So we were really incredibly lucky to at that really tender time in our discernment process to come across a Catholic worker in our town that was really faithful to Catholic teaching and was just awesome. And so they kind of just by their example, really, in some conversations, but they introduced us to this Catholic idea of solidarity. And so in all of their their interactions with the homeless community that we were a part of, it was just so different than any kind of service or ministry that I had been involved in before, which is very, can feel really benevolent in a negative sense of the word. (laughs) Do you know what I mean? Of like, oh, we, the powerful are serving you, the needy, and we're feeling really good about ourselves right now. Like that was me, you know? Yeah. Um, And so it was just a really different with the, I think, giving vocabulary to this idea of solidarity that the Catholic church does so well really narrows people's vision to understand like coming alongside one another and learning from each other and yeah like offering our support and offering even some of the 
privileges or benefits that we enjoy to those who are less fortunate, but also like really taking, taking from them too. And like a, as a, as a fellow human, <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so it just was like this really beautiful example of how I wanted to live my life and, and my husband too. We were just, we were incredibly inspired by it. That's so beautiful. Yeah. I love that idea so much about just being in relationship with someone, not just that you're, that you're giving, but that there's a give and take there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And it was like a really tender time in our lives. And so I needed it, you know, I needed a lot of support and, and the Lord like brought these, especially these two mama figures in my life. Neither one of them had homes at the time and they just were amazing. They were maternal, like they were what I needed. And so it was really incredible. You know, yeah, that is too, is I think it's humility is to be able to say, Mm -hmm. I don't have all the answers. Like you, you have something to offer me too. And I, I humbly accept it. And I think sometimes we can get into that role of I already know everything. I'm always going to be the leader. I don't, right. I don't ever have to be vulnerable or or put my stuff out there. Yeah, you know, yeah, like, for sure. this is so important. The Lord did that. Like mm-hmm. we, I don't know. Yeah, no, you're beating my drum. I hear. You. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, because totally. I think from that posture of service versus solidarity. Yeah, mm-hmm. Jenna, you're right. It, it is like there's no vulnerability. It's like let me serve you, yes. also keep you at arm's length. Yeah, right. That was a big part of your conversion, but mm-hmm. as we know, there's ongoing conversion. I mean, yeah. I um, was raised in the church, so baptized as an infant, and really always practiced in our family, even if it was just my mom and I going to mass together. But I would call my conversion of heart initially happened in high school in the confirmation program. And I can think of, I mean, dozens, if not hundreds of conversion moments, Mm -hmm. even from high school on, you know, circling back to that question of like, what keeps you Catholic? Mm -hmm. Like as you come to understand different things or more about things that you already knew that kind of took you deeper into worship or participation in the church. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think one thing that I've really found, and I, th- I think maybe I feel this more acutely because Catholic culture is not my first culture. Does that yes. make sense? I can kind of feel like a little bit on the fringe or I'm like, I don't know all of those prayers that you guys are saying off the top of your head. Mm. <laughs> you know, I know like a few of them. Um, I mean, that's a silly one, but just, but just really like the whole you know, it took me a long time to even like understand the order of the liturgy, you know? And so things, things that cradle Catholics kind of take as comforting to them were really foreign and new and still are in a lot of ways to me. It's kind of like a muscle that I work sometimes, but I think one thing that confirms that it's the right place for me, I think is the diversity of expression and thoughts Mm. there's so many ways to be catholic you know and still be faithful and beautiful beth i had told you the other day my spiritual director i was like bemoaning the differences between my husband and i and like (laughs) our different spiritualities and just sort of like i feel like i have to be him you know and she's like no you don't um but she just gave this analogy of the catholic church is like a stained glass window and everybody has their own peace that brings in light and reflects light in a really unique way. 
And so, I mean, and it's, it's really biblical, right? Like the New Testament talks about the body of Christ and all of the different parts of the body. And, you know, what if the eye wanted to be a knee or, you know, vice versa, and just sort of glorying in the differences that we all bring to it. And like, it wouldn't be the same if that wasn't the case, you know? So a lot of times I, I think that it can be, we can feel threatened by people who see things differently than we do, like whether politically or socially or theologically. But I love that the Catholic Church really has a way of uniting us in our differences and saying like, no, it's really good that we see things differently because we, that's how we grow, you know, as a body. Yeah. That's not one specific like conversion experience, but that's definitely been something that I've needed to hear as sort of a ragamuffin in the Catholic mm-hmm. Church. So good, Shannon, and so true. Have you had that any of that experience, or is that kind of a uniquely, I don't think it would be, a uniquely, like, convert experience, but, like, feeling different? Yeah, I think what you said was really beautiful and so true, but I think a lot of times, I guess, in my experience, or as Beth knows, I, like, love Twitter, and so I could, like, get lost in Twitter fights. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh, Between Shannon. all of these divisive See, I'm not even on Twitter. I have no idea the depths the of the Twitter fights. It's oh, no. Um, but I literally can just, like, get caught up for hours on these people just arguing about the faith. <laughs> and, like, oh, man. it's crazy to me. Like, we're all Catholic. Like, we're on it's the same fine. team. We're on the same team. Yeah. So I think it's really beautiful, Shannon, that you're seeing this in such a beautiful way, <laughs> whereas most people are like so angry that mm. everyone doesn't think exactly how they think. Yeah, Shannon, yeah. we heard this talk and I come back to it often. Jenna and I went to a conference and we heard Carl Lentz speak. He's a pastor at Hillsong in New York. Oh, OK. And he gave this really moving example of a homeless man who came to the church one night and he was, you know, an alcoholic and kind of just told Carl, there's no way I can come without a drink. And Carl said, I'll get you a beer if you'll come to church with me. And there was kind of a a religious woman who afterward came up and said something to the effect of, you know, everything was so beautiful, but how irreverent that this person, this homeless man Mm. was drinking a beer in the worship service tonight. Mm. And Carl Lentz, what I keep coming back to, he said to her, fight with me. Don't fight mm. against me. Fight I love with it. me. Yeah. Another thing, I love this idea of sacraments that we have. And I think that the Catholic understanding of the incarnation is so developed. That's another thing that, that has kept me here, I think I would say. But like the sacrament of the human person, you know, like the dignity I know it's not a big ass sacrament, but like the dignity of the human person, like like that homeless man, the pastor saw, he's not even Catholic, right? He saw like the dignity of the person trumps what we think, you know, we don't want to be Pharisees. We don't want to make the rules. The rules exist to serve the people, you yeah. know, people come first. So yeah, I like that story. Me too. <laughs> Me too. It was super <laughs> convicting. I was like, everyone on Catholic Twitter needs to hear this. Yeah. We just, need to keep, we just need to keep fighting the good fight together. I go. mean, I need the reminder, too, because we all have different preferences and experiences of, you know, that have touched us, that have deepened mm-hmm. our faith. And we can kind of begin to believe that that's the one way that people yeah. will encounter Christ. That's right. Or that this is the best way 
or that anything else is a dangerous way. And that's just simply not true. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's something that I love about Blessed Is She is that so many of us have different faith journeys and walks and we all celebrate our faith in different ways you know obviously we all are in the mass but just the little ways that we like to pray or you know yeah especially it's a cool representation of different ways to walk the catholic faith yes definitely i think it's been really to my benefit that i've been a part of this community pretty much ever since i became catholic because i just assume all catholics are cool with differences right (laughs) (laughs) we have a big spectrum and we get along great so (laughs) no i think it's a really beautiful and it's testament to the work and the kind of the culture that you guys have created to make it a safe space for all kinds of different expressions and spiritualities. And I was texting Laura Panucci earlier and she was like, that's what I love about the Catholic church. Here comes everybody. (laughs) (laughs) That's exactly right. You never know what you're going to get. I love that. (laughs) I love it. I love Laura Panucci. Yeah. I'm a big fan. Same here guys. We can start a club. (laughs) We can start a Laura club. Our shirts would just say LKF. Laura Panucci. There you go. Fan club band club. I love it. So Jenna, Beth, what has it been for you? What have been some of those ongoing points of conversion or what have you come to love over time about the church that maybe you didn't know growing up? Well, I love what Shannon said about the diversity part, the different ways that we celebrate the faith. And so that's definitely something that is now at the forefront of my mind. (laughs) And so I love that the church has so much of both and I love that there's sacred liturgy and there's Mm -hmm. space for worship. I love that there's both, you know, beautiful, like the rosary and these beautiful rote prayers that we have, but there's also so much movement of the Holy Spirit Mm -hmm. in in like freedom of prayer. Yes. And from him. And I love that it's both the word and the Eucharist. There's so much both and, and, mm. I, and it's everything that I could want. If I were anywhere else, it would be lacking, you know, the sacraments and, and the beautiful grace that comes from that. First of all, I could never not receive the Eucharist. Mm. Um, and then secondly, it just doesn't have the and, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, for me, it is the Eucharist. Yeah. I was going to say, somebody's going to say the Eucharist, and that's, like, the obvious. It's the trump card. Okay, Shannon. (laughs) Who's going to be, who's going to play the trump card here? Is it going to be Jenna or Beth? (laughs) No, it's beautiful. Talk about it. Sorry to be so vanilla. so beautiful, Beth. (laughs) Talk about it, Beth. (laughs) (laughs) Well, now I feel... Oh my gosh, no, I, no, I feel lame. No, oh my gosh, I take everything back. You don't have to I really do want to hear you talk about the Eucharist. <laughs> I really do. You it's know, beautiful. I I think I like to think about the church as like the very best Christmas morning of your childhood. And uh-huh. you like come downstairs and the tree is all lit up and there are a million beautifully wrapped presents of all shapes mm-hmm. and sizes. You don't know what's in it, right? So there's a ton of mystery. But I think where a lot of Catholics stop is at the beauty of those first moments on Christmas morning. And they don't ever open the gifts or unwrap mm. them. So I have always seen that there's this whole treasure trove 
gifts and graces and beautiful things. And I think we just all kind of gravitate toward one gift or another. Does that make sense? So for me, like the gift or gifts that I continue to unwrap and open and explore are the sacraments and particularly the Eucharist. And a big part of my my journey and my falling in love with Jesus has been Eucharistic adoration. It's just been um, a safe place for me to go and pour out my heart and to receive love and process all my ugly feelings and yeah. And, and to receive him fully. I, I still, I don't know yet. Like I, I I don't comprehend what the Eucharist is. Does, do you know what yeah. I mean by that? Yes. Yeah. I don't know that I will ever, sometimes I catch myself walking up to communion, like, do you have any idea what you're about to consume, who you're mm-hmm. about to consume? Like, I wish sometimes that I had this, like, <laughs> like superpower of some kind of, like, supernatural vision that I could physically see the effects of the Eucharist. Like I always used to wonder mm. as a kid, like, does this go straight to my heart and heal my heart? Mm. Does the precious blood disperse all throughout my body and run through my veins? What are the true effects of the Eucharist mm. on my physical body, on my soul, on my mind, on my heart? So it's a gift. The Eucharist is a gift that I feel like I've been unpacking for as many years as I've loved Jesus. And I think I will continue to unpack. Yeah. I have a friend that every single time she walks up to communion, she prays for a Eucharistic miracle to happen to her. What? Yeah. Wow. What? Yeah. Why have I never thought of Isn't this? Isn't that the greatest? That's amazing. I know. I don't want that to happen to me. <laughs> <laughs> no, honestly, the Christmas morning thing is rocking my world right now. Seriously? I can't even believe you just said that. It's so beautiful. <laughs> and now I just want to unpack even more things right? for myself. Right? Yes. Oh, yeah. Like, like, it makes it more, oh, I don't know everything. Because I get that way about myself. I get very much, like, I don't have all the answers. And I don't have, like, these deep devotions to saints Mm. and Mary. And But what if I flip that around and said, these are gifts that I get to unpack. Yeah. Mm. This timing, like, he's not going to be like, Jenna, you don't know it all. But he's like, (laughs) this is for you. I'm offering it for you. And I think that's really beautiful. Uh Yeah. The thing is, there are, like, untold amounts of gifts so it's not like there's one box one gift box of saints but like every single saint is their own box like you could open that box and explore that saint's life so it just goes on and on well and then learning more about the church or the faith because of that one saint totally yeah 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 i love it well thank you (laughs) you for chatting with me about this I've got yeah. to unpack myself. <laughs> so fun. Thanks, Shannon, for yeah, being with you, us. Shannon. Yeah. Shannon, would you it. mind um, leading us in, in a closing prayer? Sure. Name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Lord, we thank you for this beautiful church that you've given us um, and all the ways that she leads us as a mother to um, the glorious riches of Christ Jesus. And we pray that just we would grow more and more and unwrap those boxes that are there for us under the tree. Pray for every woman listening that she would get the courage to to pry open a, a new lid, that she would look into the depths of something that um, she's been wondering about or maybe that she's been fearful of, maybe that makes her a little uncomfortable. 
and pray that for Beth, Jenna, and myself as well, that, that we would really receive all of the gifts of the church, that, that we would delight in discovering the beautiful things that you have for us and, and for the world through this church that you've given us. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, Shannon. All right. We love you. All right. Love y'all too. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Thanks so much for gathering with us here on the Blessed Is She podcast. Send over all your questions using the Anchor app. We'd love to hear from you. Connect with us at blessedishe.net slash community and join us on all your favorite social media platforms. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. I love Twitter. Until next time.